TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the Executive Director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Good morning and welcome once again to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, WMCK.FM, the new sound of the Mon Valley, and TubeCityOnline.com. Well, Easter and Passover are right around the corner, and uh, it's about that time when we're going to have relatives and friends coming in from out of town, and the question always arises... What do we do with them? Uh, and I mean that in a good way. Where do we take them? Uh, what is there to do? And if someone is coming in from out of town for a church event or temple event or school event, something, uh, class reunion, for instance, what's something fun that we can do to show off the area? Our guest this morning may have some ideas. She is Sheris Moreira. Good morning, Sheris. Good morning, Jason. And tell me, uh, what is your title? You're at Pittsburgh Tours and More, which is part of Pittsburgh Transportation Group. What's your title there? I'm the director of group tours here. Director of group tours. Okay, I I have a lots of questions about this. Um, give us your website before we go too far. Sure, it's uh, www.pgh for Pittsburgh PGH Tours and More uh-huh. .net. Spell it out: Pittsburgh Tours and More .net. Uh-huh. PGH Tours T O U R S or P G H T O U R S N D. M-O-R-E dot net. Okay. And is there a telephone number for folks who are not web savvy, maybe? Sure, 412-323-4709. I first met Sheris uh, when she was uh, working for Rivers of Steel Heritage Area, and I want to back up a little bit because when I was a kid and and the steel industry was was going down, um, one of the things that was discussed as a possible uh, alternative thing to build the economy in the Mon Valley area was tourism, and there was so much skepticism that, well, who would ever come to Pittsburgh? No one was going to come to Pittsburgh for a vacation or a tour. Um, and then we built this convention center, and then we built this network of bike trails, and then the Rivers of Steel Heritage area opened, and all of a sudden, people are coming to Pittsburgh for tours, aren't they? Yes, they are. And, you know, um, I actually started my, my tourism stint with Rivers of Steel mm-hmm. in 2010, um, and I basically was uh, brought on board to develop a whole tourism division uh, focusing on these steel heritage sites. Um, Rivers of Steel covers uh, five different or seven different counties in the in the southwestern PA area, and our, so many times what had happened is that there's these steel heritage sites. So many were disappearing, mm-hmm. and this is a way to kind of um, enrich the uh, these sites with people visiting so that they could hear the stories. Uh, tell us first of all what. I mentioned Pittsburgh Transportation Group, and, and people probably know them from uh, the, the taxis and buses that they run, correct? Absolutely, and Super Shuttle as well. Oh, Super Shuttle is also theirs. Okay. Yeah, they're Yellow Cab. They're, they're actually Yellow Cab. They're Super Shuttle. Um, they are ExecuCar. We have group charters. We have luxury vehicles, black car, um, contract shuttles. And then more recently, when they brought me on board, I've developed the whole tourism division for this transportation company. And and so the tours, you, you have your own buses? You, you rent motor coaches? How, does this, how, does the, how do these tours work, and, and where do the tours go? Yeah, so these are tours that we we utilize our own shuttles. So yeah. we don't we don't have motor coaches, but we have shuttles that are uh, fit forty people, or, uh, forty twenty to forty people. Okay, and um and so and they're all local. So basically, what we're doing is encouraging people to become tourists in their own town. These are all tours that are all based in the Pittsburgh area. 
what 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 sort of tours? I mean, give give us an example of of where would people go to, for instance? And ha- so we have food tours, we have movie tours, we have sports history tours, and we have um, also brew tours and wine tours. So basically, um, for example, on one of our food tours, uh, we have a flavor of Pittsburgh food tour, and this is a tour that's all downtown centric, where we focus on Pittsburgh's popular food culture. We're becoming known for our foods and our quirky foods, like Primani Brothers and Pierogies. And so this, that tour is a focus on all of those kind of quirky foods that are now popular: the almond tort at Prannell's Bakery. Uh, and so that's more downtown. But then we also have a really fabulous Rust Belt uh, Brews and Bites tour that's all in the Steel Valley. What is the Pittsburgh movie tour you mentioned? Okay, so the movie tour, basically what it is, is since because B- B- Pittsburgh is becoming known as what they call the Hollywood of the East, mm-hmm. so people don't realize there's a lot of history that really a lot of the uh, movie studios, MGM, etc., and Warner Brothers, their, their starts were here in this area, in the Hill District, actually. And so we do this uh, tour that they go to the sites where movies have been filmed. There's so many movies filmed here. We also have some special guests that jump on board, and um, they learn a lot of the back history. We also visit a studio, 31st Street uh, Studio, uh, under the 31st Street Bridge in Lawrenceville. And, and the tour itself is partnered with the film office, the Pittsburgh Film Office. I should mention, by the way, your boss won't like this, but I should mention that you're not the only company now in Pittsburgh that's doing tours. There's there's a bunch of uh, companies now, I found, doing tours of Pittsburgh. So this must be um, in demand is what my guess is. Yeah, exactly. And actually, I don't see it as a bad thing. I think it no. actually is a very good, healthy sign of um, Pittsburgh's uh, booming tourism economy. Um, if you go to Boston, you go to New York, there's a ton of tour companies. And that means that it's becoming a tourist destination. And so for Pittsburgh, that's actually a sign of a very healthy uh, economical pulse when it comes to visitors. Sheris Moreira is director of group tours at PittsburghToursAndMore.net. It's part of the Pittsburgh Transportation Group. You can give them a call if you're interested, 412 323 4709. I'll give that number out later on again in the broadcast, and also we'll give you the URL of the website. So uh, tell us, first of all, you mentioned your work with uh, Rivers of Steel, which is where I think I first encountered you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up at? Yeah, so I was actually born in Brooklyn and then raised, uh, but my, my, most of my formative years were up in uh, the Grove City, New Wilmington area, up okay. much country. So I kind of have the dichotomy of both a big city and a, a country girl. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and Grove City, come to, speaking of tourist destinations, has, has become a tourist destination of itself, which I don't think people would have expected. Absolutely, with the, uh, the Premium Outlet Mall and then uh, Wendell August Ford, yeah. so many areas, Volant. Yes, it's become quite, quite a stop uh, uh, off of the uh, interstate there. Uh, how did you end up then coming to Pittsburgh? Well, I, have a, I had a daughter who was very, very uh, into theater and was getting all kinds of scholarships down here at the CLO, et cetera. And so the decision was made that I needed to get down here to give her more opportunity. Um, her, she wanted to end up in New York City. Why well, didn't want to take her from Amish country to New York City? So That is a culture shock, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we came here, and I was already uh, involved editorially writing a lot about day trips. I was a former editor of a uh, women's magazine. And so I was involved in tourism in that aspect, writing, uh, writing about a lot of things like that, related to that. And uh, it would just seem like a natural fit to jump into tourism proper. So you, you went to work then first for Rivers of Steel? Mm-hmm. I was with Rivers of Steel for several years, Developed uh, helped develop their tourism uh, concept and focused on the Cary Blast Furnace site, the Pump House, and um, the Rivers of Steel Visitor Center. What, I know you don't work there anymore. We have had some folks on from, from Rivers of Steel uh, on the program here, but um, were you a little bit surprised at how much interest there was in, in people reconnecting with sort of the steel mill heritage? 
You know, um, the, the interesting thing, so I kind of came as a complete outsider. I yeah. didn't have any still heritage in my background. And one of the first, um, when I went out to do networking meetings um, promoting this concept of visiting these sites as a tourist, not just out from out of town, but in town, I remember going to a networking meeting, and it was full of people in suits and accountants and attorneys, and they get to me, and I start to share about the concept of bringing people to come back to these still heritage sites to learn the stories that we're starting to lose. And half of the room, some of the men, all were in tears because they all had stories connected to Steel Heritage about their fathers or their grandfathers or their moms or their aunts, and they wanted to know the stories too. And I realized right then, oh my gosh, we're on to something. Sheris Moreira is our guest this morning. She's director of group tours at Pittsburgh Tours and more. We're talking tourism in Pittsburgh, and we, in particular, are going to talk about bus tours of Pittsburgh, some tours that you can take and some tours that uh, if you've got relatives, uh, family, friends coming in uh, for Easter or Passover or coming in this summer and you're trying to get them out of the house for the day. <laughs> because <laughs> as much as we love our relatives and friends, we, we, we also miss them when they're gone, uh, especially for a couple hours on a, on a nice tour of Pittsburgh. You, you touched on something that I want to get into. We have a break coming up, but I want to get into this. How many people, and this might be hard to estimate, but th- these tours that you're doing in Pittsburgh, um, I'm assuming a lot of the people taking the tours are themselves from the western Pennsylvania area. Yeah, you know what? We were very interested to see what our demographic would be, and we thought it would be more initially out-of-towners. Yeah. It ended up being about 50-50, people in town looking for something to do, like you just said, sometimes in a panic. What do we do with our family and friends? Bringing their friends or family from out-of-town. So we tend it tends to be a 50-50 split. We get quite a few locals who were just almost in a weird way kind of shocked or surprised, pleasantly so, about all the cool things that they can see or do on these tours in their own backyard. I mentioned we have a break. Let's take that break and let's come back to that and find out. Um, I, I'm going to quiz you since you're not a native Pittsburgher. I'm going to quiz you why Pittsburghers don't tour the stuff that we have in our own backyard, okay? Sheris okay. Moreira is our guest this morning. She's director of Group Tours and Pittsburgh Tours and More. Their website is PGH Tours, A N D More.net, PGH Tours and More.net. And the phone number is 412 323 4709. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO. 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh. WMCK.FM, the new sound of the Mon Valley. And TubeCityOnline.com. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, recreation, safety, and security. The foundation partners with UPMC McKeesport and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area, and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. And we're back on Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM, WMCK.FM and TubeCityOnline.com. Our guest this morning is Sheris Moreira. She's director of group tours at Pittsburgh Tours and More. Uh, the phone number there is 412-323-4709. Sheris, uh, before we took the break, we were talking a little bit about um, 
the the mix, the demographic sort of mix of, of where you're drawing people from. And, and I guess I went into this interview thinking that it was all people from out of town who were visiting relatives or friends or were here on business and wanted something to do. You said that's not exactly it. Some of it is Pittsburghers or a fair pr- proportion of it is Pittsburghers. Absolutely. I would say a good 50-50 mix, 50% of people from town. Uh, bringing their friends or family from out of town. Now, you mentioned that you grew up in Brooklyn and then, or you were born in Brooklyn and then sort of grew up, were raised in the Grove City, New Wilmington area, and then came to Pittsburgh later on. So whether you're here for, even if you're here for the next 70 years, you will still be, <laughs> you're, you're new, you're, you're new here, right? Uh, uh, but so tell me, why do you think people in Pittsburgh don't visit the Andy Warhol Museum or the Mattress Factory or the the libraries or the museums or, or whatever. Like, people in Pittsburgh don't know what we have in Pittsburgh. Well, and, and, and that, and I'm actually going to step back to exactly, for me not being originally from here, I feel like I can come here and bring fresh eyes. I look at everything with fresh eyes, like, oh, my gosh, that's such a cool place. Whereas sometimes, and I do this in my, where I come from, too, where what's in our own backyard we kind of ignore because we just see it every day and we don't think about it. Whereas I came into Pittsburgh not knowing some of the history or the people here, and, wow, everything to me looks like a winner, you know. And so I can bring that outlook to it. But, yeah, I think it's just normal anywhere you live. You know, you tend to, you know, we, the, the, the saying in Pittsburgh is people won't cross bridges or go through towns. Yeah. You know, they, but also it's it also speaks actually to the very healthy neighborhoods we have. I mean, you know, in South Hills or in Squirrel Hill, wherever you go, there's so many uh, businesses and things happening that you can actually stay in your neighborhood and get your groceries and get gas and get clothing and get everything you need and not necessarily need to leave it, which means we've got a lot of healthy growth economically in our in our in our area but also it's just the normal inertia of you know sometimes we just we, we're comfortable where we're at we want to get home we don't necessarily sure. want to go out to different places that's normal i think in any any city across the united states but but i wonder and, and this is this will this will put me into a rant so i don't want to go too far down this path but I, I wonder since this show is particularly about the mon valley it's something that concerns me is how many people from mckeesport or Clareton, for instance, have never been to the Carnegie Music Hall in Homestead, or how many people, I was talking to someone from the Homestead area just the other day, and she was asking me something about McKeesport, and it was like she was asking me about Poland or China. It was like, well, what what do they have over there? Do they have a such and such? And I'm like, you mean you've never been? <laughs> it's, it's, it's 10 minutes away. It's across, it's literally, like you said, it's across a bridge, that's all. Um, and, and I wonder how many people like in the Mon Valley, to bring this back to, to what you do, have never been to the Rivers of Steel, to the Cary Furnaces site, have never been to the, to the Bost building, have never been to these, you know, they'll go to maybe uh, New York City or New England or something and see an industrial heritage museum, but don't realize they have one of those right in their backyard, literally almost. Right. You know, and I think that, you know, once again, part of that is, you know, some sometimes that sort of natural inertia, we just get home, we yeah. don't do much. But also I think it also speaks to you, part of what we try to do with the tours, and I think that, that that was what is going on at Rivers of Steel and other places, is you try to do it in a non-traditional way. Okay. So, for example, on the movie tour, you, get, you people ride up the Duquesne Incline, and I can't tell you how many times it's someone from Pittsburgh. <laughs> Who's never been on the Incline. Which Incline, right. Or yeah. Which Incline, or yeah. they only know of one and they don't realize there's two, but they've been here their whole lives. And so we, we actually try to incorporate interesting bedfellows, is how I like to put it, that are not normal. You know, people would normally say, oh, the Duquesne Incline in a movie tour, but once they ride up it, then we talk to them about the movies that have been filmed on it. We point out the sites in the city that they're going to see from that observation deck. And every single time, when it's especially people not who are originally from here or who are living here, they're like, I forget how much this is, how fun this is, or how wonderful this is. And so we actually make a real strong effort to incorporate 
uh, places that would not normally be considered something with a movie tour or something with a food tour or something, et cetera, so that it does get people sort of out of their zone of comfort and they'll try it thinking, oh, this is related to food or a movie or Bruce Wars, and then they're like, oh, and it's a historic site too. Yeah. And, and you'll notice that places like, for example, the Carry Blast Furnace, they're doing art installations yep. or they're doing, um, you know, they have something craft beer night, doing different, uh, coming up with different ideas to get people to sites that maybe they wouldn't normally go to for the traditional reason. We're doing the same with our tours. Sheriff Spareda is director of group tours at Pittsburgh Tours and More. We're talking tourism in Pittsburgh, and in particular, we're asking her a little bit about um, what her group, which is part of uh, Pittsburgh Transportation Group, uh, does in, in terms of promoting tourism in Pittsburgh, including, as, as we're talking about right now, to Pittsburghers. One of the things, and looking at your website, at the varieties of tours that you have here, one of the things that strikes me is, um, well, it's just redundant, the variety. But the other thing, you know, you've got the winery tour, for instance. And I don't want to stereotype by gender or by interest, but um, you've got tours that couples can go on. You've got sports tours. You've got beer tours. You've got food tours. So it's not – you could take all of these tours and, and you could find something probably for everyone on, on each of these. Am I overselling it? No, actually, it's very true. I mean, we pay very close attention to our demographics. Um, for the wine tour, initially, we kind of thought, and we stereotyped a little ourselves, oh, uh -huh. it's going to be mostly women 50 yeah, over. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? We actually get a ton of younger couples, like in their 20s, that they're, it's like wine is, the, is sort of the new thing for that younger age. And so we get a lot of 20-something couples, which meant we also had to kind of change sort of the tenor of our tour when we realized that that was the demographic we were hitting. But we also get a lot of multi-generational, like families. We have tours where you can you have your grandparents in town, you have the, the kids. What, what, what can you do that would reach everyone? And this, these are the kind of things that people can do and bring their whole family and, can, you know, maybe not on the brew tours, but, you know, on the sure. tours or the movie tours. They can bring their whole family and enjoy a great time out. Actually, we get calls we, during the holidays, especially where they'll have a family that have 15 people in town, and we, just, we can actually custom design the tour just for private groups like that. Is this a, are, are the, do the tours run year-round, or are there some that are sort of seasonal, that this, is only, this one only works in the summertime or this one only works in the wintertime? Well, the advantage of having um, heated and air-conditioned shuttles is that we can run all year round, except, of course, if there's a snow emergency, which, you know, Pittsburgh every now and then. Every now and then. <laughs> I've heard about yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we absolutely do run all year round. We find those certain ones, like the sports tour, the sports history tour, runs better seasonally May through October. Okay. Um, we have a Latin, a delicioso Latin uh, food, Latin flavored. Yeah, I just saw that, yeah. yeah and that one, that one, we generally, we, we'll, we'll run it privately. Actually, we get a lot of calls from schools for that for. Or, uh, like from Spanish clubs, and so they, they do that tour year-round. But we, we get that one seems to work better during the summer months, too. Um, but we just, you know, we, we're, once again, they all can be booked privately, so we book them privately any time of the year. Well, we're, we have another break to take. Uh, this seems like a good place to break because uh, I want to ask you some of the mechanics of how somebody goes on one of these tours, and if they do have a group and they want to take them somewhere, how do they set a tour up, Okay. So let's, let's take a break. Sheris Moreira is our guest. She's director of group tours at Pittsburgh Tours and More. Their website is pghtoursandmore.net. You can also call them at 412-323-4709. And you're listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, WMCK.FM, the new sound of the Mon Valley, and TubeCityOnline.com. We'll be right back. 
Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation, celebrating 36 years of supporting community health programs and services for you and your family. The foundation works with UPMC McKeesport as well as through the Mon River Fleet Partnerships in Braddock, Clareton, Duquesne, and McKeesport. If you would like to make a donation to the McKeesport Hospital Foundation or find out more about it, visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And we're back for a few more minutes. We're talking tourism in Pittsburgh. And our guest is Shara Spinareta. She's director of group tours at Pittsburgh Tours and More, which is part of Pittsburgh Transportation Group. You were telling me off the air, Sheris, that um, all the tours are partnerships with nonprofit agencies. Is that correct? Correct. Every single tour that we do has a different nonprofit that we partner with. They get a portion of the proceeds, and we we cross-promote each other, and we try to make sure they're the right fit. For example, our Rust Belt Bruise and Bites tour is partnered with Rivers of Steel. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, yeah, the, the, the movie tour, the Lights, Camera, Pittsburgh movie tour is partnered with the film office. Um, and um, the, uh, for example, the PA Brew tours, that, that line of tours is partnered with uh, Brewing Up a Cure, which is a fundraiser for cystic, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. And we've been in business two years, and we've raised $12,000 for these nonprofits. Really oh, wow. That. So, so the Rust Belt Brews and Bites Tour, and I'm looking at this on your website right now, that comes right through our area. Homestead, Munhall, Braddock, um, I see uh, the Triangle Restaurant uh, on there, and that's uh, up in, in Swissvale, right on the border between Swissvale and, and Rankin. Um, tell us about, uh, let's, let's say somebody wants to go on one of these tours. What do they have to do? So they can just go on our website and they can uh, book online. Everything is very. Uh, we, we book them online, and our, our we the, there is a very very small service fee, so we, we make sure it's very affordable for our guests. But the tour includes, you know, a shuttle, uh, a very entertaining uh, a driver, entertaining guide, uh, coolers with ice and water and uh, snacks. And then, depending if it's a food tour, they will get full on. They'll have so much food they'll be taking food home with them. But every <laughs> tour includes some some snacks, some form of something to eat. And then our brew tours, of course, include three stops and lots of samples. <laughs> well, uh, how, how agile do you have to be if you're in a wheelchair, for instance, or you use a walker, or you've got some limited mobility? Um, are these tours accessible? Yeah, these tours are perfect for. Uh, Probably uh, some limited mobility. Um, there is some walking, but we definitely pull right up to the front doors of most of these locations. So there isn't a lot of walking. Okay. It's nice if you're a little bit older, or, or honestly, even if you're younger and you just, you know, the weather's bad or yeah. the roads are wet. Makes it easy for people. Okay. So, so um, if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I'd love to do that, but, uh, you know, I have a hard time getting around, this, this can accommodate you. What happens, you've got all these different ones, and, and I see there, are they mostly on Saturdays and Sundays? or? Well, we find that for the, the just a casual visitor or uh-huh. someone who's looking for something to do, Saturdays and Sundays work best. We Makes sense. We do on Friday, but also we get requests for every day of the week from corporate groups, families, uh, bachelor-bachelorette parties. That's a big part of our brew tours. Huh. Um, it, beca- you know, it provides a very safe option for a lot of these parties, especially if it includes any kind of alcohol. We make sure everyone has a great time, but we're also making sure everyone is safe. Um, and so we do. We get, we get we requests any day of the week. How far from Pittsburgh do these tours tend to range? 
Um, so generally, we try to stay. Eh, I, I, I don't want to put a rule with it no. because we're actually looking to expand into the Butler County and Washington County area. Okay. We also have a brew tour that goes into Indiana County, uh, but we do try to stay within the southwestern PA region. We are working with some uh, ideas. We've done an overnight brew tour in the Erie. Okay. Uh, and also, we're looking into the Laurel Highlands area as well. So, we're, you know, we're we're interested in all of that. We're just kind of watching it grow here. But it seems like Pittsburgh is there's so much here to do. Well, you know, why why waste the wonderful resources here as well. We, 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 obviously, we're talking about tourism, we want to encourage people to, you mentioned earlier in the show, people don't like to cross bridges and go through tunnels, but um, I, that is, um, I'll bet another thing that people are wondering is, where do they pick up the tour at? If, let's say, you're going on this Rust Belt Brews tour, which goes through Braddock and, and Homestead and, and those areas, or you're going to this uh, winery tour, um, which uh, goes for a bunch of different places, Where did, are there different pickup locations, pickup and drop-off locations? Yeah, yeah. each tour generally has a different uh, I mean, they generally have different locations. Uh, Station Square is a good one because, you know, we try to find a place that has good parking. So Station uh-huh. Square is a good pickup. We do pick up in the Strip District um, uh, as well. Um, but we also try to – we make it very clear in our directions of places where they can park or if they can – if they want to take the tea. We try to make sure – because the other thing is we're also dealing with visitors from out of town who are at hotels downtown. Yeah. If, it's, if the stop is accessible to them to just jump on the tea and get to Station Square or a location near the Strip District, we are also cognizant of that as well. So we've been talking mostly about the, the tours that, that are run on a regular schedule, and you go to the website and you buy a ticket. But you, you mentioned, uh, or, or you've alluded to, and I've alluded to, let's say you have a, a, a church group coming in or a, or a social group. You're in the VFW, for instance, and you have a regional uh, event coming up, or you have a scout group, or you mentioned Spanish clubs like to take the, the uh, Latin food tour. How, how do you book one of these? What's the, how do, walk me through that process. Yeah, so basically they can either – we have a, a, a form on our website that they can email us or they can just call directly. Actually, they call directly to me, and we will uh, set them up. And we also work with them on a group rate. Depending on how many people they bring, we can provide a very good group rate for them. And the nice thing is, you know, if they want to be picked up at their church or picked up at a house or picked up at, you know, a hotel, we can make arrangements so that the shuttle picks them up right there, which is one of the perks of booking a private tour. What's the, the sort of minimum on one of these tours, the number of people, and what's the sort of maximum? Yeah, so we we have done tours as small, you know, we'll, we've done tours as small as ten people uh, up to forty people, and actually we've done tours. We've done I've done I remember doing a movie tour where it was four different shuttles and we did four movie tours. It was over a hundred people, but we we were able to make it work. So we can accommodate a lot of sizes because we do have a lot of shuttles. Uh, can someone sort of customize a tour? Like, like let's say you you've got a tour on your website and they say, oh well, while we're in the area, can we also blank? Yep, we actually really like to do that. We have a great tour coming up that we've customized that we call a fish fry tour. (laughs) (laughs) Homestead to St. Maximilian Kolba, and they're going to enjoy the the great uh, food there, and they'll talk with Pastor Dan, uh, Father Dan, actually. And then we're going to tour through the Carnegie Library of Homestead. We're going to tour through some of the Still Heritage sites. We will definitely customize tours for our groups. Okay, and and, and about what's the sort of window of, of time that it takes for one of these tours? Well, we, you know, we we don't <laughs> we'd always like to have a month or so to be able to set it up, but we've had people call in short notices two weeks, and they'll say, okay. hey, "In two weeks, can you do this?" And you know what? Generally, we can. That's a good. Uh, that was not exactly. I, I phrased the question poorly, but I'm glad you you mentioned that that there is a lead time on these. I was thinking, how long is the tour itself? Yeah. So the tour itself, yeah, is it, it depends on the tours. We, they run either uh, no uh, anywhere between three hours for the movie tour or one of the food tours. To up to six or seven hours for the brew tours. Because I, we like people to have a little time at the breweries. And I would assume with the brew tours, there's a if, if it's a longer time like that, six hours, there's a meal at some point. Yes. 
we always provide snacks, and we also make sure that we provide locations that have food so that they can purchase food along with the samples that we provide for them. Uh, people who have special dietary needs, whether it's uh, gluten-free or um, vegan or uh, kosher, is that usually able to be accommodated too? We, we, we work with it. Um, you we, need to know, though. It's not always easy, especially gluten-free, because, you know, our foods are, you know, pierogies. And especially if a, a brew tour is not going to be gluten-free. Right. But but we do try to work within that. We try to make suggestions. We try to gear them towards certain things that we think will be a little bit more uh, gluten-free friendly or vegetarian friendly. Sure. Can, can you give me a little preview, since we're just about out of time here, can you give me a little preview of uh, what might be new coming up this summer that people might want to look forward to? Sure. We're actually working in Squirrel Hill right now. Uh, we're developing a Feast of All Nations sort of uh, food tour up in that area because there's so many wonderful food cultures up there. And we're also in the process of developing, since the movie tour went so well that we started down in the downtown area, we're developing a movie tour, too, that'll be in Southside and Oakland. Okay. Well, something to, to look forward to. And, and like I said at the beginning of the program, if you've got relatives coming in for Easter or Passover or high school and college graduations or just coming for the summer and you're looking for something for them to do that's fun and not too expensive, this might be your option, and you might discover something in our backyard that you didn't know about. Our guest this morning was Sharis Morena. She's director of Group Tours for Pittsburgh Tours and More. They're part of the Pittsburgh Transportation Group. The website is pghtoursandmore.net. Uh, they also have, you can call them at 412-323-4709. And as uh, Sharis mentioned, uh, a portion of all these tours uh, benefits a local pro- nonprofit. Correct. Thank you very much, Sharice. Thanks for taking some time to talk with us this morning. All right. I appreciated it so much. It was awesome. Thank you. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated, WEDO Radio, or those of WZUM 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online.